0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus miss events while supplies last, make every tap
1: music to your ears.
2: Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? It's the Wild Wild West and it is getting even more wild in the world of college football. We will get into all of that coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. He is LeVar Arrington. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Outkick the Coverage here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning. Come on, We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific and we do so with the man himself, Levar Arrington. Oh man, Mills you
0: know that's overrated, but. I appreciate that man it's what I do. What's going a, on with you man? man it's Jonas I'm a hype man it's what I do I'm, I'm here me. I'm here for the hype show for you bro. well that's, look that's um, what this is all about
2: the uh, the hype show in college football off and running yeah, it um, is. Is. the latest edition of let's capitalize on name image likeness in uh, in college football uh Dan Lambert who uh, runs American top team which is one of the best and and most successful MMA training facilities and training camp teams uh, in all of the sport, in all mm-hmm. UFC, Bellator, whatever. Like they, I mean, champion after champion after champion. They have now offered every single scholarship player <laughs> at Miami five hundred dollars a month to advertise their gyms this upcoming
0: season. All <laughs> right, so so listen, brilliant.
2: In, look in college, an extra. F- I don't care who you are, an extra five hundred bucks a month.
0: Brilliant. I mean, like, just like, for, for for it. some social media. Hell
2: yes, brilliant. And Hell yeah! So um, and and look, they're in uh, they're in South Florida um, again.
0: Uh, success. Just the coverage they're getting now off of saying yes. they're going to do it yes. is Yes, but- brilliant.
2: This is the latest example. We've seen Barstool Sports get involved uh, to where they've got a bunch of different athletes that they're going to be working with. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we saw it uh, last week, uh, whether it was, you know, Spencer Rattler or some of these other uh, big time players. uh, They've, uh, you know, uh, now gotten deals and are now promoting things. And and it's this is happening. Uh, It's happening pretty quick. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I just wonder how out of control is this whole name image and like this thing going to get. Oh, it's going
0: to get bad. It's going to get horribly bad. the The good of it is going to be good, Jonas. Like guys that that have names and have value and have followings, even even in different sports. Right? We we hear about the twins. I, I don't know their names off the top of my head, but they're basketball um, twins. They're girls they have this tremendous social media following yeah. so it's going to create opportunities that are pretty cool, unique and if you're innovative in how you approach it, you can really, you know, do some really really cool things to leverage your name, your your image and your likeness. But here's where the bad is really really bad and and people have to really take notice of this because it's going to turn into like like crime. It's going to turn into really 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 bad, bad, like, underground, like, just terrible types of setups is that the almighty dollar is going to drive everything that's going. But it's not what you think or where you think. It's going to be in high school. It's going to be in middle school. So now this turns into more of an exploitation uh, and an exploit and a boasting of of wealth and a display of greed because what's going to happen is is the highest bidders are going to go into the homes of the next great athlete the gr- next great prospect if they pan out you've won if they don't pan out you still probably have put invested so much into your crop of of athletes at the high school middle school level that it's going to be offset tremendously so so for every if if you're a guy that's out here i mean i've been in talent jonas for a long time i i have an eighth grade all-star game that i do shots out to all stars bowl a11 game and i've been i've been identifying talent my my success rate right now with our latest class of guys that just went to college was 28%. And it's like, well, how do you come up with that? I, we take the the names of all the guys that played in our game and did our, our camps and we we do, you know, we base it off of how many of them got Power 5 or D1 offers and it was 27% that did it. This, this next group that's coming out next year, it's over 35%. So, Say I'm paying my – like, say I just turn what I'm doing into paying my all-stars, right? right? I got a 35% group that are going in as three, four-star. I think one or two of them are are even five stars, and they're going to major colleges. I got a kid that's going to start probably at Alabama this year at, at the receiver's position. This is where it gets very, very distorted, very complicated, very murky in the waters because it's it's like agents business managers handlers financial planners you name it massage therapists (laughs) health related you know physical physical therapy Everybody is going to go after the commodities that they can afford, Jonas. Nobody's going to go. Like, the major players will probably play with the guys in in college and and bar stools and all that stuff, and they'll do this and that with the college guys, and there will be limited opportunities. It's going to be the family that's under attack, and and that to me – Is a very, very scary thought to think that middle school kids, a seventh, eighth grader, high school guys, ninth to 12, are going to be targets and their families are going to be targets. And there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, we, okay, so you work
2: with um, you know kids at the high school level, correct? Correct. All right, all right, so what is the earliest that you have seen a college show interest in a kid?
0: Eighth graders have gotten scholarship okay. offers. All
2: right, so if eighth graders are getting scholarship offers, and this is before money's involved... I mean, what are we talking? Like, 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 where's the end? Are we talking oh, sixth grade? That's what I'm telling. Seventh you.
0: grade? I mean, you you generally you generally know if a kid like the special 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 kids are always special. Like, you just see them now. The the I guess where you get into the idea of what projecting what it looks like. It's like, what do their parents look like? So now you got to start, you got to start paying attention to what their parents yeah. look like. When you look like, if their parents are both five five, and the kid is a phenom, you're like, the kid's a phenom, but he's not going to get any taller than five five. So I'm not, you, you're not looking at them as this is going to be a guy that is going to end up being a guy because everybody's going to catch him. Like I'll give you a great example. My son, for instance. All right. He's been around football his entire life, but he hasn't played. So he's played two years of football, all in all, and he's going to be a freshman in high school. Now, if you're looking at him, it's like, ah, he's all right looking kid, da-da-da, this, that, and the other for all these years, sixth, seventh, eighth eighth, eighth, grade. You're not going to be blown away by him. And then this summer, we wake up, his voice changed, his size changed. He's like my – he's my height now. He's my height. So so the idea of it is, the idea of it is at this point, it's like, man, okay, his mom is six foot, his dad is six three and went in high in the draft. We're gonna go recruit this yep. kid. yeah, you see what I'm saying yep. So you're gonna do you're gonna go through the process of deductive reasoning on how you're looking and viewing these kids and these families are in need. These families are in need. So, if you're bringing a bag of money, if you're if you're offering a family like you just said for the college kids, five hundred dollars. If you're offering families five hundred, dollars thousand dollars, two thousand dollars a month, just to to we're we we're representing you. And,
2: and and here's this is the other part of this because now it's all about recruit. It's no it's no longer recruiting. It's Recruitment of, as you pointed out, the household. Because, it's purchase services. Yeah, and 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 look, I swear to God, if I was if I was at a college right now, and this is going to sound dirty, but I, I swear to God, I would do this. I, I I could I could see somebody's job to find out all right which families need money the most. Absolutely, why not? Yeah, like like why like, not? That's
0: that that's the approach now. The like, dollar. Yes. First of all, the almighty dollar has always ruled reign supreme. These things, I mean, we we've been having a lot of conversations about Reggie Bush getting his Heisman back. Yeah. Money has flown and floated for a long time, but it was quiet. Now it's like and I
2: worked for a um, so this is I worked years ago. I was working. Uh, it did part time. It was a recruiting service for kids that wanted to get their highlight films out um, mm-hmm. for you know colleges or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, and I wasn't recruiting the kids, but these were kids that wanted to get their highlights and they out would pay and, for it. and all that. Of course, yeah, absolutely. And, and so they would pay for these professionally done videos to want to get their stuff out. Yep. And I I remember and just talking with people in and around the business. One of the things that you would ask. Because you know these camps, like these, um, you know Under Armour camps or these Nike camps, exposure camps. Yes, and one of the things that you find out is all of that. Is I don't want to say it's a racket, but all of that is a money grab as well oh, too. Cool. Because well,
0: it's not only a money grab; it's a money grab for the people who are doing yes, it, third party. Yes, but it's it's marketing and advertising for Under Armour, it, for Nike, and, and, for whoever's doing and,
2: it. And one of the things that we figured out is when you talk to these kids, you have to ask them these qualifying questions. I remember talking to some of these kids and be like, "Hey, uh, so did you get invited to the Under Armour camp?" And they said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I was there." And then you know, I'm looking at their their Measurables, and it's like, you know, 5'7, 125. And I'm thinking, okay. No way. And, And I ask them, and this is one of the things that they tell you to ask. They say, all right. did you get separated into a, another group off to the side uh, that was away from the main organizer of the camp? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah they put us in this, <laughs> and that was basically the kids who yeah. will take your money, but you got no shot at the next level. That's correct. So, so if that's happening, then and that was years and years ago when it oh, a, yeah. on a lower level of these independent camps. Well, that's
0: a whole other element. You're you're touching on an entirely different element because elites never pay elites yes. never pay. So you're touching on an entire like if I can if I can recruit you like think about this. For every LeBron James there's a maverick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like guys have their guys. It's like you're going to the league. Yep. I'm not. Yep. But we're teammates, we're homies, we're boys. Yep. So now it's like it's like there's gonna be a man for me this is for LeVar LeVar's mad dash now that this whole NIL thing is in play is to educate my kids and my families. You have to educate them that the rush is on to educate them on. And this is something that I've been trying to do for years. I'm ahead of the curve in the sense that I'm like, look, build your brands, build a nonprofit where you're giving back, show the people that you're giving back, all those different things. There are plenty of healthy ways to leverage this new, this new freedom and opportunity that exists but it comes through having the proper guidance and the proper education on what it is that you're planning on doing. Otherwise you're taking a chance. And when you're taking a chance and you don't really have an idea or a plan as to how this works, the the process of it all, you're really going to fall victim to those who do. And in the end, the the biggest concern I have is it's going to destroy and tear families apart. Yeah, like I, I I said this before, and I know it might sound crazy, but when drugs were introduced to to our our culture and our society, like introduced, like it's here, like, like like on Tiger like, King, like, yeah, like yeah, like that, yeah. Like, yeah, like 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 that, right? Yeah. <laughs> People were more interested in chasing the high than they were about their money. Food, clothing, home, kids, spouse, anything. It became more important. And I think that this, this NIL has the potential of having the same type of impact on families because that money grab is going to become more important than the child and their welfare and and what's their experiences and what's their development. It's like the highest bidders are going to come in. Now, if it works out, you've lost your child because they've now become dependent on the dollar coming from these people. If it doesn't work out, then now your kid is returned to you and discarded as if they never were a part of it to begin with. And you got used to being in this apartment You got used to being in this condo. You got used to this job. Whatever it may have been, you got used to all of these things that money can buy you because of your child's talent. And now your child can't do anything for that money source. And you're right back at square one. And your relationship has already been strained with your child by this point in time. This is, this is this is a this is going to have to be one of those topics of conversation where you're going to have to figure out how do you manage this on a high scale level because it when you say wild wild west this is truly the beginning of a wild wild west scenario he is lavar
2: Arrington. i'm jonas knox this is outkick the coverage here on fox sports radio uh coming up next here uh we are going to get the very latest the probability of a major move at quarterback still with training camp right around the corner from our nfl insider he joins you next here on fsr this this is outkick the coverage Right now, he is always kind enough to join us here on Fox Sports Radio. He is Albert Breer of the MMQB, uh, joins us here uh, weekly, uh, LeVar Arrington. and, And Albert, just to give you a heads up. This is not, we did not plan this, but you being an Ohio State alum, um, Lavar <laughs> had mentioned during the break uh, that he's still bothered by uh, the Ohio State-Penn State game a couple of years ago. Oh, of in which, course, uh,
0: everyone I'm bothered by. I, I mean, with, uh,
2: Penn State felt like they had a real opportunity there, only to have uh, your Buckeyes just uh, rip their hearts out again. So I don't know if you feel bad about that or what.
3: Well, I mean, I, I'm just confused. I don't know which which win he's talking about. It's,
0: oh, there you, know, you go.
3: J.J. Hill going into the stadium, going into the stadium. He ends up there
0: high or... Great to hear your voice, bro. Good to talk to uh, you. Good to hear your voice, Absolutely. too, LeVar. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So, Albert, did you get anything from the match yesterday? Do we have any more clarity on the Aaron Rodgers situation? What was the most telling uh, portion of that whole uh, whatever you want to call that uh, yesterday I on TNT? I,
3: I honestly don't think any of it was telling. I mean, look, I think, <laughs> I, think Aaron, I think Aaron is doing exactly what I think any of us expected him to, which is, you know, the... Further, sort of cloud the situation. I I think he wants everybody guessing. I don't think he cares that none none of us have a real idea of what's going to happen on July 27th when the Packers um, report to training camp. And, um, you know, I think that's why the situation's unpredictable. You know, I I think most players you'd say, okay, they're going to show up because uh, the the, the monetary damage that you'd take by not showing up is too great $50,000 a day. Um, you know, obviously the penalties get steeper if you lose preseason games. Um, you know, you can lose a couple million bucks. But Aaron Rodgers already walked away from a half million dollars in the spring by not going to the offseason program, and um, you know, put himself at least at risk of ninety thousand dollars in fines by skipping the mini camp. So, I you know, I, I just think it remains a really, really unpredictable situation. Um, and I, I think that the date that's been circled for everyone. You know, from the beginning remains the most important one, which is by twenty seventh when the Packers report to training camp, and um, you know I can tell you like that. You know, I can tell you one hundred percent the Packers want him there, um, and they're not of a mind to trade him, which you know obviously has you know created a situation where um, you know eventually, eventually there's going to have to be some sort of conclusion here.
0: Yeah, Albert, uh, listen, uh, if Aaron was totally in some type of zone where he really did not want to go back to Green Bay. I'm of the mindset and I said this to Jonas earlier. You're yeah. not doing the match. You're not you're not allowing your, you know, escapades to Hawaii and hanging out in the mountains with friends become public knowledge. You just go under. You go dark. You know, that's yeah. generally how it's happened. He's available and he's he's been accessible do you take anything from that and draw the conclusion that for me it's just like he's allowing everybody to speculate and overthink this he just wants an off season
3: uh, i i think he's enjoying this don't you levar yeah i do i do <laughs> so, like i think he i think he's enjoying like everybody speculating on him and everybody guessing i think he's enjoying making the packers uncomfortable to be quite honest with you like i like i I can understand what you're saying that he wants an off season, and look, he's entitled to that, especially at his age um he's right around the same age as as Tom Brady was when Brady stopped showing up to the Patriots off season program, and so um you know i, I certainly think that you know you could you could reason that maybe he did want to just be away from the team during the off season um i I still think that there's more there's something personal there. Um, and I don't think it's be- and I don't think it's between him and Matt LaFleur, um the head coach. You know, I I think it's it's sort of with the general manager. I think it's really with the team president. So I I don't know where this goes next. Um, mm. and because I just I think when you're talking about trying to fix that sort of personal relationship, you know, it's really on the people involved to get that done. And the fact that, you know, Aaron has sort of let this linger Um, And, look, I think the Packers were at fault for some of the communication issues. Um, You know, they could have done way better than to call him when when they were on the clock. Um, You know, and and giving him him a heads up that they might take a quarterback. Like, how hard would it have been for them to call him earlier that week and just say, hey, we really like the quarterback from Utah State. If he's there, we might take him. I think they would have avoided a lot of problems by doing that. Um, You know, but the fact that it's lingered for this long, I just – I mean, I don't know. Aaron's a different guy, and um, if it hasn't been solved for 15 months, how do you find a way to get Aaron in the space that you need to have him? And I think ultimately the end game here, too, of our, is you know, players in general realizing their leverage. And you know, I think across the NFL, and, and Jonas, I know you've heard me say this before, but um, you know, I think you know, Tom Brady having everything built for him and built on his timeline um, the way it was in Tampa last year, and not just that it happened, but that it worked, and that they won the Super Bowl has sort of, I think, caused other quarterbacks, whether it's Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, to sort of look around and say, maybe I want something like that. Maybe I want somebody building around me on a short timeline. And in a certain way, I think, if you really want to get to a deeper level, you could even say it's the impact that LeBron James has had on the NFL, because uh, it's sort of the, I think, the most similar thing in the sports to what Tom Brady has and what all these other quarterbacks want.
2: No, and that's a good point because look, Albert Breer joining us here on Outkick the coverage, Jonas Knox, Levar Arrington here on FSR. I mean, on anybody's top five list, you're going in whatever order you want to have it. Rodgers, Wilson, and Watson are going to be on that top five quarterback list on any on anybody's. Yeah. Like and, now, and then it's just fill in the other two whichever way you want to go. And the fact that all three in the same offseason mm-hmm. all have, have expressed either a desire to play somewhere else or a desire to have more control. To your point, Albert, I, 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 they're – GMs quietly around the NFL must have been really rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs to win that Super Bowl or or at least or at least not have the Bucks win knowing, man, this could be a problem if Tom Brady ends up pulling this off and they end up winning yeah. a Super Bowl because of it.
3: Yeah, because it just hasn't worked in the NFL before, you know. And the whole, the whole super team concept, I mean, Lombard, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you were part of one when you were a rookie, right? Like with yeah, Washington. it didn't work and out. They brought in all these- it didn't work out at all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we were the complete opposite.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, but, 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 but it's been tried in the NFL before, you know. Like people have tried, like, hey, let's load it up and let's keep bringing big names and, um, it's just, I mean, in general, it hasn't worked in the NFL in the past. Everybody remembers the Eagles' dream team in 2011. We've seen the Cowboys do this in several off seasons. It's just it hasn't worked in the past. And, um, you know, the fact that a quarterback sort of took took control of his own destiny and went to a place and then executed it, you know what I mean? And it worked. Again, that's the difference between what the Bucks did and everybody else. Like, the fact that it worked. You know, now, I think on one hand, it's Rodgers, Wilson, Watson, guys like that saying, like, I want that. But I think it's also those guys saying, that's what I'm up against now, you know? Like, now that's what I'm going to have to wind up getting past to win a Super Bowl. So that part of it, to me, is really, really fascinating. And, um, you know, the quarterbacks are the guys who have the power to pull these sorts of things off, you know? And so, you know, I'm sure for an Aaron Rodgers, part of it might be looking at, at like, say, Denver and saying, all right, like, well, if I go there, they've already got a base of young players. And if I am there, then other players are going to join me there, right? Like, so it's not just what's on the other roster. It's that this team's going to sell out to win right now with me. And so, which is what Brady did, right? Like, Brady, like, a lot of the pieces were already in place, but, you know, they wind up, they're in on every single guy that comes available, whether it's Leonard Fournette or Antonio Brown or Rob Gronkowski. And so, yeah, you know, I just think it's a sort of a fascinating thing that it actually has now worked somewhere. And, um, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this affects not just this season, but I think going forward because, you know, the Sean Watson situation still not settled. I don't think that we've heard the last of Russell Wilson wanting out of Seattle. Now, it's fine for 2021, but I think it could be a problem after this. And, of course, you know the Aaron Rodgers situation is what it is.
2: Uh, Albert, uh, last one before we let you go. Uh, I'll kick the coverage here. Fox Sports Radio. Albert Breer with us. Um, how poorly... Obviously, we saw the you know official trade request from Nikhil Harry's agent yesterday, uh, the uh, Patriots wide receiver. <laughs> how poorly... Has this gone in New England for Nikhil Harry?
3: Well, think about it this way, guys. Um, and if you want to look at this from the Patriots' perspective, consider this. Part of the reason why Brady um, you know, wound up being so unhappy there was because he didn't feel like there was enough talent around him. The Talent around him had eroded to the point where he couldn't play at the highest level anymore. Um, and they spent that first-round pick on Nikhil Harry in 2019. What if that was AJ Brown or Debo Samuel, Samuel or DK Metcalf? Mm. Think about that, right? <laughs> like, mm. like if if they wind up with one of those guys, maybe now Brady doesn't have as big a problem with the talent around him. Maybe we're not here right now, you know. So, I mean, it was a disastrous pick for the Patriots, and I, I mean, like, I don't know if teams are gonna be, you know, I, I like. I, I mean, what 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 are the Patriots going to get for him? Like a seventh rounder in twenty twenty four? I mean, he had not done anything, you know. So, I think like the 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 fact that you know there's a first round, but that's common, right? First round busts across the NFL, that happens all the time.
0: Hey, easy. Um, easy there, <laughs>
3: easy.
0: <laughs> take it easy. <laughs>
3: uh, that ha- that that happens, but you know, and, and it's not uncommon. And it's not uncommon that guys wind up just. You know, in places where it's not the best fit, right? Like, and that happened. So um, I think what's so unique about this one is sort of what it signaled for the Patriots, that it was the last shot at getting Brady um, the help that he needed, the help that he wanted before he walked out the door. Um, And it also, you know, quite honestly, led to some change in the Patriots scouting department because there were a lot of people in that building that really advocated for it. Now, they weren't on DK Metcalf, but, right? you know, don't get that wrong. They were, they were like a lot of other teams and didn't see that one coming. But they, you know, they, they, they certainly were um, people in that building that wanted A.J. Brown, that wanted Debo Samuel. And if you consider, you know, the, the idea either of those two guys could have been on the team, maybe the outcome of the whole Brady thing would have been different. And certainly that led to Belichick looking at his scouting department and I think making some changes over the course of the last year that could be
2: significant in the years to come. Okay. He's uh, Albert Breer from the MMQB.com. Always kind enough to join us here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Albert, we always appreciate it, man. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week and let's do it again soon. All
0: right, thanks, guys. Have a good All one. right, buddy. Coming up
2: 10 minutes from now uh, here on FSR, uh, there's a member of this show who really went above and beyond trying to. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't want to say kiss up, but definitely buddy up to other members of the show today, mm. right? I'm just, I'll just, I'll just say that. A very, very obvious attempt here. Uh, we will expose that individual coming up uh, ten minutes from now here on Outkick the coverage. Um, so, LeVar Arrington, uh, the Nikhil Harry situation in New England, um, and and Albert alluded to it. And look, he knows the Patriots from his time covering New England for a, as long as he did. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you know. It was such a bad pick that there were changes to the scouting department mm-hmm. in the organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, this just through and through has been an awful start to Nikhil Harry's career, and and I just wonder they, you know, his agent can come out and request this trade. Mm-hmm. I mean are we just I mean is this basically just going to be the beginning of the end uh, of his career just that fast ends up in a bad spot doesn't go well gets traded somewhere else uh, he, there, the, the value on him is not going to be as high as it was on New England when he got there depending on what compensation it is in return it's already late in the in the off season so now he's not going to have a bunch of time to I don't think it's even a guarantee he's going to make the next team I mean this, this is how crazy the NFL is you end up in one bad spot and that's a wrap, man.
0: That's how it works, and and sometimes it's not. It really is not on the player. It is on what is available to that player, resource wise. It just wasn't a great year quarterbacking in New England. Yeah. Listen, Nikhil, Nikhil in college was an animal. Yeah. You know, at Arizona State, I, I watched. I got a a few few really close friends that are there that I coach.
2: That catch he made what was, it, was the catch against USC. I think it was against USC. One of the best catches I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah,
0: it is one. I mean, he the the dude was amazing in in college. Did some really really nice things. It's just bad timing, and and I think for what it's worth, I can't I can't I can only speculate as to or or just kind of give an opinion as to why Nikhil maybe didn't live up to the expectations, uh, going into, to new England, you're paying attention to the loss of one of the most iconic figures in sports, not just in football. You're bracing for the post life of one of the biggest personalities. Well, biggest players in sports history, uh, I think that the focus was truly on who was going to lead that team. And I think that focus became such an obsession because of all of the elements connected to it that guys that would probably in the past get the benefits of getting developed, of having a little bit of time, of being able to be a rookie or whatever it may be, those those were not there because of a pandemic year guys opting out, and then there's this whole Tom Brady isn't a part of the team anymore. Is there going to be an epic fail? So I just think that the level of pressure that was on that organization, heck, the level of pressure that's going to be on that organization this year is going to be so high that if you're not developing your talent to be able to handle the spotlight of what it takes to be a New England Patriot post-Tom Brady career there – I think you you would have to assume and expect Jonas most guys that go there are going to come up short if you don't have the development and if you don't have the proper guys in place to make things happen.
2: Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how New England does a uh, year two without Tom Brady. Uh, he's LeVar Arrington. I'm Jonas Knox. It's Outkick the Coverage here on FSR. Coming up next, a member of this show went above and beyond Uh-oh. to kiss up to other members of the crew. Uh, I have spotted it. I've identified it. Uh, we will expose that individual, and we'll do it for you next year. Outkick the Coverage, Fox Sports Radio. <laughs>
1: This is OutKick the
2: Coverage. What's up, everyone? It's me
1: I see this big cockroach walking towards the door and so I opened the door, and he went out. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was just <laughs> about to like, tell you, they're very polite people. Like, well, you know, they'll dap you ah, up. Yeah.
0: They'll they will yeah. have a coffee with you <laughs> yeah. if, if you That's want. Right, you right. Talk to you later. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, he looked at Eddie. He's like, yeah, I forgot my key fab. You let me out? And uh, yeah,
0: he just walked right it, out. It's, yeah. it's so sad that we villainize some know, of these. You I agree. know, I we, We've villainized I agree. cockroaches, rats, bats. You know, why do we I villainize? Agree. Let's, let's love on them. Yeah, you know? I, I totally agree. Don't step on that cockroach. Have a conversation with that cockroach. I agree.
2: Oh, man. Who would have thought Eddie Garcia, uh, the uh, the man who was so polite to a cockroach? He just said, hey, "Excuse me, sir. After you, let me get the door for you." I just uh, set them all out. You know, uh, it is outkick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Levar Arrington. I'm Jonas Knox. Uh, Be kind to your neighborhood, yeah, roaches, man. Another wrong with that. Yeah. Hey, look, they're they're still trying to get by like the rest of us. You know, they I mean, just
0: try to find something to eat, man. A place not, to stay. Hey, look, the uh, safety. The bird
2: version of a cockroach or a rat is a Seagull. All right, now mm. now rats don't have the uh, luxury of being able to just pick up and fly whenever they want to take off somewhere. You know, True. so you got to help them out a little bit. You What's don't think
0: pigeons that? are worse than? Uh than seagulls
2: no because you know pigeons like you can race pigeons you know like there's there's some intelligence there like like that's fair you know mike tyson used to race pigeons i like Uh, your point uh, there that's pretty good seagulls are just rats with wings i mean they 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 go through the garbage uh they're they're always causing problems they don't care who they crap on uh it's just you know like they're 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 an issue you know i have a seagull
0: story you want to hear it All right. Give it to me. Super quick. So one day I was driving back from the shore on the East Coast. I go stop to get something to eat. I got some French fries. I I got a burger. And I see that in this, this plaza is pretty open. It's got a whole bunch of birds in there, just like congregating. And there were crows and there were seagulls. And I was like, huh? It's like, it's interesting because you could see them every once in a while. They would collide to fight over food and so I'm like my bright idea and and as you mentioned earlier disclaimer uh PETA I'm not tripping off of this <laughs> so it is what it is but I was like you know what I wonder what would happen who which bird is tougher and I threw out half of my french fries into the parking lot oh god <laughs> so so these seagulls was on it quick they they, they swoop in and then them blackbirds saw what was going on. They swoop in. Boom! Next thing you know, it's just feathers, claws, wings, flapping, hollering. And you started it. I started the whole thing. Are you not entertained? I mean, it was straight up pandemonium in this plaza parking lot. And I found out that day, at least on in on, that set, that group of uh, seagulls and, and crows, that crows are a much tougher bird <laughs> than seagulls. They was beating the hell out of them seagulls. Them seagulls. There was one lone seagull, Jonas. One lone seagull that was standing there, like, man, look, I just want to have a French fry. <laughs> I know you didn't beat up all my brothers and my sisters and my homies and all them too, and, and my mama's crew. But can I just kind of stay here and get a fry? <laughs> Them blackbirds came in and shut it down. Oh man! Uh, so there it is, uh, Levar Arrington starting, uh, a, starting ba- wars a bird, with, bang.
2: Uh, bird wars yeah. uh, with Levar Arrington. Uh, all right, what set so,
0: you claim, homie? Uh,
2: well, yeah, I was getting was it Bloods and Crips? Uh, yeah, that, well, yeah, that's what. Well, happened?
0: I mean, the seagulls was like, well, we are, we don't really, we're not really into that. We just want to have some fries. Them blackbirds came in, like, yo, 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 crow game, homie, crow game. Sees up, I was like, "Oh no, this is for real." Uh, but I so, think I saw one with a bandana too, that's right around, good. right around the leg, though. Like it wasn't around the head; it was wrapped around the leg. Yeah, well, he's covering up the, uh,
2: you know, the the home, uh, you know, home. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the house arrest. arrest. Yeah, the house arrest. Nest yeah, arrest. Yeah, yeah, the nest arrest. Dang. Yeah, that's what they got. Uh, Cold blooded. So listen, I have to, I have to call somebody out here. on the Okay, show. come on, do um, this. This is outkick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio, um, and the person I have to call out is one Levar Arrington. Oh. Um, Oh, here we now, go! See, I don't know if you actually, I do. I think that you knew that majority of this show, meaning the production crew of Roberto and Danny G, they have something in common, and that something is they are the Raider fans of Fox Sports Radio. I did right? not know yeah. that. And so, Lavar Arrington walks into studio today, <laughs> and uh, he's got on a Raiders hat. And I think you were trying to curry favor with the production crew here to to make you sound as, as good as possible, to make sure your levels were proper. <laughs> they are sure, good yeah, today. They are outstanding, because you knew are. what you were doing. You walked in with a Raiders hat on, and you got the Raider fans in the back. I'll i take mean take it. Danny G, was there any sort of corrobor- corroboration uh, between you and LeVar uh, as to whether or not... Uh, yeah, look, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll be, yeah, Roberto's his showing <laughs> off his, his uh, Raiders backpack. I mean, Danny, what what sort of communication was there between you and LeVar? I got know behind the scenes
0: there may or may not have been an unofficial production meeting (laughs) over the phone yesterday i mean you know the truth of the matter is is that i share so much in common with with the, the the vegas raiders now uh you know they used to win back in the days and now they don't win at all. <laughs> and I went to I went to an organization that used to win back in the day. And then when I went there from then on we just haven't won. So, but we're going to run it back, right, Lavar? I mean, that's what we always say. So, we're like kind of like losing franchises together. So, I just figured I could throw on losing franchise hats and, and feel comfortable and confident. I mean,
2: know? look, the uh, look, your Raider hat is one thing. Roberto wearing a Todd Marinovich jersey is another. And uh, that is just uh, a <laughs> (laughs) outrage here on Fox Sports Radio that he goes in that direction. Todd, you're the future. You know, know, I'm not quite sure that was the move. Uh, I got to get to a Raider game in Vegas, man. We got to go.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, the Death Star is amazing. I've seen it, haven't been in it yet. Yeah, I I would love to uh, go check that out at some point. We got to do it.
2: All right, it is uh, Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. He's LeVar Arrington. The Raiders. This is FSR. Coming up next, uh, we're going to find out what the future could look like in the coming days ahead for a superstar in sports. It's yours next year FSR.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.